The sports world is beginning to deal with this thing of men competing against women. And some of the reactions might actually surprise you. Of course, that harpy Megan Rapinoe, the has-been, has an opinion about this whole thing. And she has absolutely zero skin in the game right now. And New York has been paying for something that they initially said didn't exist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh, so much is going on. Not the big one. We still don't know what's going on with Roe versus Wade. That's still kind of hanging out there. I don't think that's going to come out till next week. I think they're going to wait until the end of the session. And then right before they get on an airplane to wherever they're going to go, they're then going to re- release it. They did release a rather... Let's, let's first go through the news and then, and then we'll go into the stories. Um, the Supreme Court did release a rather import, important ruling. The court ordered 6-3 to three that states cannot fund, cannot deny funding to religious schools because simply because they are religious. Now, how this case works is it was started in Maine. In Maine, they had a lot of problems with secondary schools because Maine is sparsely populated. And so what would happen is people would be given money to send their kids to another school, a private school that might be in those areas. But the only kicker with that is that the schools had to be secular. They could be non-religious. So you might have a secondary school in Maine that's a Catholic school, for example, or a Jewish school or whatever, and the state would not fund, give the parents the money to send their kids to that school because it was religious. Well, the court said that's religious bigotry. You can't do that. And by six to three, even John Roberts, who's like the worst Supreme Court chief justice ever alive, he said, no, you can't do that. You are actually discriminating against religion. Of course, everyone's flipping out because they think that this is a lead up to other religious questions. For example, there's going to be a a case that's going to go in front of the Supreme Court where a football coach knelt in prayer after football games and the students joined him, the players joined him. And he was fired. That's going to end up in front of the Supreme Court. This is kind of a little precursor to what could happen. This is an excellent ruling. I personally think we need, we need uh, school choice in our country right now. So I don't understand how we, the government think, well, I do understand because the government is trying to indoctrinate the kids in the religion of the left. And that's the thing. We really need to see that this leftist indoctrination, critical race theory, critical gender theory, uh, all of these things are part of the left's religion. Well, it's good to see finally the Supreme Court is doing things and they are actually showing a precursor of things to come. Because that football coach that was fired, I can't remember where and when, but that's going to the Supreme Court soon, probably next session. You're going to say, they're going to say the same thing. So this is a huge win for religious schools and religion in general. Because religion, let's face it, they're being attacked left and right in this world now. 
Okay, here's another thing. Joe Biden today has asked Congress to pass a law that pauses the gas tax for three months. Okay, before we get all excited, that's about 6% of gas, um, which would equal about 18% of the national average, 18 cents for the national average, 20 to 22 cents for like California and New York where gas is exorbitant, gas prices are exorbitant. Uh, this isn't really going to change anything. I mean, what needs to be done is they need to... I, I personally, personally, I would like them to see go further. Not only end the gas tax, encourage drilling, end some regulation. Here's something. Why don't you cut off 5% from our general taxes so we can keep 5% of our money that we have to pay throughout the year? Well, I think this is a great idea. I think this is bluster, though. I don't think Congress is going to pass a gas, ta uh, gas tax holiday. I don't think that's going to happen. But, okay, at least that's something. But it'd be better if you just let the guys drill and get our gas, our gas prices from $5 a gallon, 502 or whatever it is right now. I think it actually fell. I think it's like 497 or something. Get it down from 497 a gallon down back to $2 a gallon, which was when Joe Biden took office. In other news, a uh, 6.1 magnitude earthquake hit Afghanistan. So far, 1,000 are dead and 1,500 are injured, but those numbers are expected to go up. And you can expect it to go up because you know that the medical system, medical care system in Afghanistan under the Taliban probably ain't so great. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It just happened, so there really is not too much information about it yet. And apparently no one wants a picture with Kamala Harris. Uh, this weekend, the DNC canceled a fundraiser hosted by Kamala Harris with pictures and meet and greets and drinks and all that stuff. And nobody went, so they canceled it. So the DNC cut it by 66%. Now, if you want to sit with the vice president, which I still think is kind of high, uh, you only have to pay $5,000. Yeah, that, things are going great for Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the DNC. They are just getting smoked right now. Uh, in big news, uh, the police in Uvalde, you notice how I go through the news, because I don't want to make this a political show. So anyway, the police in Uvalde are in Texas, are in big trouble. Uh, apparently, they've been doing nothing but lying. And as they start, as the Senate, the Texas Senate is going through what happened, they're finding out things that are being made public, and it's not good. So apparently, the police we were told, showed up 11, 12 minutes after the initial shooting, which occurred outside the school. No, it occurred three minutes after the shooting outside the school. The police, who we were told didn't see the suspect, couldn't engage, yeah, they did see the suspect. They could have engaged. They didn't because they were afraid of shooting someone that they shouldn't have been shooting. Now, that can be because of the demonization of police, or it could be pure cowardice. We're not really sure why that is. There was also a claim that the reason it took them an hour and 15 minutes to go into that room was for two reasons. One, they were missing shields. They were missing, the radios didn't work in the school, which the radios didn't work in the school. They didn't have, they were waiting for SWAT. They didn't have heavy, heavy weaponry. It turns out there were pictures 
that showed them outside the door with all those things. They just decided not to go in. And then there was the other excuse that didn't go in the classroom, that the, the door was locked. Yeah, no, it was unlocked. Nobody even with the film inside of the school, they didn't even test the door. Absolutely insane. And I got news for you. People are going to have to go to jail here. I don't see how people don't go to jail over this thing. They lied. They let our kids die. I, I It's absolutely incredible. By the way, I forgot to mention this. Speaking of Uvalde, um, the Democrats and Republicans created a bipartisan gun control bill. Now, I haven't seen the text of the bill yet. It's about 80 pages long. Uh, apparently, it's a very broad, very, very broad bill. It doesn't really say too much. Uh, some of the stuff actually sounds okay. I'm still a little weary of the red flag laws. The red flag laws that I did read about, the red flag laws said that the, the federal government would give money to the state governments to create red flag laws but there were no restrictions on that. So we're going to have to see how that works out. The red flag laws are the scary ones because they allow for someone not, they, they make it so that someone who may have an issue, but might not have an issue, cannot be allowed to have or uh, buy weapons without any due process. That's, I think California is probably going to be the one state that, and New York will be the states that really jerk with that, that provision. Um, we're going to have to see how that goes. But the idea is with this, and people are asking, would this have stopped Uvalde? Would this have stopped what at the supermarket shooting in Buffalo? Is this going to stop the shootings in Chicago and Baltimore? The answer is most definitely probably not is not most definitely probably is probably not. And finally, last story, Democrats are getting desperate to find someone to run to, for president in 2024. They are now floating the idea of, of pushing California governor Gavin Newsom to run for president in 2024. Oh my god. I think the DNC needs to take a trip through San Francisco, Los Angeles, downtown San Diego. Take a look what's happening in that state. Because I got news for you. If he runs, he's going to get himself killed. Because all the opposition is going to do is take pictures of these cities. And say, um, yeah, this is why you don't want Gavin Newsom doing. But they're getting desperate. Oh, finally, I've got the Kamala-ism of the day. And I got to tell you something. This is not really a Kamala-ism because he means this. And it is probably the worst kept secret in the world. And this one's courtesy of Joe Biden. Now, I've been saying this for two years now. But Joe Biden, he's saying the quiet part out loud. Listen. At least this year, we, we do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. There are so many things in that 20-second clip, which is just, it's so typical. They need more money. Give us more money. Give us more power. 
Yeah, what a shock. He's already begging for more money. The other thing here is a second pandemic. Really? Do you know when that second pandemic's going to come? October 20 oh, October 3rd, right before the elections. You watch. We're going to have a pandemic. This monkeypox thing, by the way, is not cutting it. I, they are going to have a hard time trying to sell monkeypox as a pandemic. But this crap is never going to end. Because pandemics, crises like this, this is a good opportunity for the left to keep power. And by the way, this is a left. This is the leftist platform for them. Fear-mongering. That's what they do. That's what they do really well. They like to fear-monger. Okay, so let's get to our first thing. Okay, so, so this trans thing uh, in sports is has really become a big deal over the last week. Uh, there, there are a bunch of stories here. So, FINA, uh, the world's... You probably heard this one. FINA, the world's top international swimming association, has banned all men from swimming in female events. That means someone like Leah Thomas is essentially forced to retire. She's not gonna, he's not going to be able to swim against women anymore in women events, which is really sad for him because he really wanted to compete in the Olympics as a six foot four, 220-pound woman. Anyway, FINA President Hussein al-Masalam said in a statement, quote, We have to protect the rights of our athletes to compete. But we also have to protect the competitive fairness at our events, especially the women, women's category at FINA competitions. He later added in the statement, FINA will always welcome every athlete. The creation of an open category will mean that everybody has the opportunity to compete at an elite level. This has not been done before. So FINA will need to lead the way. I want all athletes to feel included in being able to develop ideas during this process. Okay, so I, I guess what they're going to do is they're going to create a trans category, which is kind of stupid, okay? I know a lot of people think that a trans division is the way to go, but I think that's crap. No one is going to watch it. That's because the trans division will be faster than the women's division, but slower than the men's division. Because essentially what you're going to do is have a bunch of men that think they're women. There is no such thing as watching an elite. There is no one that's going to be watching an elite trans division. They're just not going to watch it because it's going to be crap. It's it's like the NFL versus the USFL. Have you seen a USFL football game this year? It's terrible football. It is just boring to watch. And it's not because, you know, these guys are not athletic, bad athletes or anything, but USFL is just bad football. I don't want to watch this stuff. So they're basically that's what they're pushing for is a trans division. Now, does this all sound like a good thing that FINA is doing? Because a lot of conservatives are saying this is a good thing. Well, let's be careful. Their actual requirements for men swimming against women is still in there. It is possible for a man to swim against the women. According to the Daily Wire, the only biological males who could compete in a women's swimming under the new policy would include swimmers who have 
had, quote, male puberty suppressed beginning at Tanner stage two or before the age of 12, whichever is later. And they have to, they have since continuously maintained their testosterone levels in serum or plasma below 2.5 nanomole per liter. Conservatives are screaming, this is a great thing. But the fact up is, the fact is, FINA is actually encouraging parents to transition their kids before puberty so that they can compete as the sex that they want them to compete. Listen, the only way any of this crap is going to end is if people sit there and say, no, we're not doing this. You're a man or a woman. Okay, and we're going to talk about when we get to Megan Rapinoe and we get to FEMA or uh, Fife or uh, the the FIFA and what what they're trying to do with it. We'll talk a little bit about this because I'm really getting sick and tired of people placating to the trans community, right? And just everyone else, screw you. So. This is a group that I think we should follow. The World Athletics. This is the body that deals with track and field and cross country. They said they're reviewing the FINA findings. But they are going to take a little stricter stance than FINA is. And that stance, not politically correct. So Sebastian Coe, who when I was a kid was a runner for England. He ran for Great Britain. He's won a couple of, he's won four medals. He is the president of the World Athletics Association. He said, quote, we see an international federation asserting its primacy in setting rules, regulations, and policies that are in the best interest of sports. This is as it should be. We have always believed and repeated constantly that biology trumps gender. And we will continue to review our regulations in line with this. We continue to study research and contribute to the growing body of evidence that testosterone is the key determinant in performance and have scheduled a discussion on our regulations with our council at the end of the year. He does two things here. He admits biology is more important than gender. Now, I thought it was clever. He didn't say sex. Because what would have happened is the LGBTQ plus R minus J J thing, they would have said sex and gender are the same thing. He says biology. And he admits that testosterone is a thing. This is something that even LGBTQ whatever, they still can't admit that. They say there is no difference between Leah Thomas, who looks like he's chock full of testosterone, and a woman at five foot eight with nothing but estrogen, they're the same thing. There's no advantage. It seems to me that Coe doesn't buy this whole trans thing. So he continues, we've always tried to find a navigable way through. We haven't wanted to stigmatize. But when push comes to shove, if it's a judgment between inclusion and fairness, we will always fall down on the side of fairness. That for me is non-negotiable. The integrity of women's sports is really, really important here. And we can't have a generation of young girls thinking there is no future for them in sport. So we have a responsibility. Maintaining the primacy and the integrity of female competition is absolutely vital. And that's why we are at the forefront of tabling those regulations that allow as close as you can get to a level playing field. Those regulations are always under review. 
If there are events, distances, and disciplines that we think are being unfairly impacted, we will, of course, look at those again and in light of science. This is what we need. Someone who is powerful in a position of power and knows it and doesn't give a damn what the wokesters say. Because that's exactly what Sebastian Coe is doing here. He sounds like he isn't buying any of this crap. And he's not going to have this crap in his sporting arena. And he's going to need some hard evidence before he makes any changes. And so far he's saying, no, we're not doing this because there is no hard evidence. He doesn't say that directly. But that's basically what he's saying. Well, good for him. Stick with it. Sticking a long line... Here's something great. This is from the Daily Wire. And by the way, this soccer isn't a sport anyway, so I really don't. And I played soccer for 18 years. I like it, but it is boring. No one cares. So let's let's put that out there right now. So according to Daily Wire, FIFA, the world's largest soccer association and organization behind the World Cup, is considering a plan that would drop the measurement of testosterone among biological men who identify as women to participate in women's soccer. The association current eligibility standard for biological men who identify as female requires less than 5 nanomoles per liter after at least 12 months. The new regulations are still at the consultation phase stage and is understood that some members of FIFA's senior management are unconvinced that they should be published in their current form. So now men don't even have to fake that they're men. Now they don't they can be men and just jump in there just say I'm a woman and that's it because gender identity is so important in soccer that it is more important than soccer. By the way, a man did compete in the last Summer Olympics as a woman, on the women's team for Canada. So, this is already happening. But not, it's, I mean, but not everyone is happy about this, as you can imagine. Uh, women's women's act, rights activist, Julie Scott, she was pissed. She said, quote, if this goes through, it'll kill women's football, soccer. How can they claim this would balance, would balance fairness, and inclusion. It's the opposite of that. And she's absolutely correct. Remember that the war on, remember the war on women Joe Biden was talking about or accusing Trump of back in 2020 during the camp, during his campaign? This is the real war of women. And guess what side Joe Biden is on? This is misogyny. This is true misogyny. So, hey, Good luck to you. This is what you get for going woke. Okay, one of the worst people in sports, last uh, trans story here. One of the worst people in sports is Megan Rapinoe, formerly of the U.S. women's Olympic soccer team. Um, She had to put her two cents on this crap thing, on this trans crap. And, of course, her, her two cents means, like, zero. She's no longer, she's retired. She's no longer playing soccer. She's already made her $5 million. She's worth $5 million. So she's done all this crap already. But we find now, you couldn't tell whether she was an LGBTQIRSTUVWXYZ ampersand person or she was a feminist. Well, apparently she's an LGBTQ whatever person 
she doesn't really give a damn about feminism or women. Um, she said in, in an interview on a podcast, quote, I would encourage everyone out there who is afraid someone's going to have an unfair advantage over their kid to really step back and think what we are actually talking about here. We're talking about people's lives. I'm sorry, your kid's high school volleyball team just isn't that important. And I think people also need to understand that sports is not the most important thing in life, right? Life is the most important thing. We're talking about kids. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about the entire state government coming down on, on one child in some states, three children in other states. You know, this is big talk from her, but I got some questions. What about the lives of the girls who are having these opportunities taken away? The girls that haven't quite earned $5 million because they were beaten out $5 million. Last I checked, there wasn't a man on the U.S. women's Olympic team. And she was able, or World Cup team, she was able to play. And she was able to, to make quite a bit of money playing. What about the girl that gets kicked off the team because a man decides to play? Would she, would she have been pro-trans person when she was playing? She's worth $5 million. She's retired. She never has to face any of this stuff. Finally, this is the big question I have for you. Why is it that the girls and women have to suck it up and deal with it? They didn't do anything. They're normal. Why can't the trans community suck it up and deal with it? They're the ones that are trying to cheat. They're the ones that are trying to change the system. They're the ones with the unfair advantage. Megan Rapino has been, is, and always will be an effing idiot. And she continues to be an effing idiot, even though she is irrelevant today. I don't know why people even keep interviewing her. Okay, our last story here. Here we go. In New York City, uh, there is a Republican councilwoman named uh, Vicky Palladino, who said that it was sick that drag queens were reading to children in libraries and schools. She said that it was child grooming and sexualization. Of course, she's right. Uh, it's absolutely nonsensical that these people think it is okay for drag queens, scantily dressed drag queens, to walk in and be working directly with kids. I'll go this far. It's a perversion. Uh, Saddam and Gomorrah is New York City. But she caught crap for what she said from... NY, the New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he said in a statement, and I, this statement amazes me because I honestly thought Eric Adams was going to be a moderate. He's going to be a moderate on crime. He's going to be moderate on social issues. Turns out he's not moderate on anything. He said, quote, at a time when our LGBTQ plus communities are under increased attacks, across this country, we must use our education system to educate. The goal is not only for our children to be academically smart, which, by the way, they're not. They've got one of the worst school districts in the country, but also emotionally intelligent. Drag Emotional intelligence is not meant to be taught at schools. It's meant to be taught at home. Drag storytellers and the libraries and schools that support them are advancing a love of diversity, personal expression, and literacy 
that is the core to what our city embraces. So um, let me get this straight. In order for our kids to know how to read, they need some guy dressed up as a woman. Uh, Not just a woman, a female stripper is essentially what they look like. Now, some things about this. Remember when we were told this wasn't happening? That was four years ago? Three years ago? Remember when we were told it is happening, but it's really rare? Remember when we were told it is happening, and more often than we thought, but it's a good thing? Now we're being told that our kids won't be able to read unless we have some guy in women's clothing and heavy makeup reading to the kids. That's, by the way, the progression of leftist policy. That's how it works. Vicki Palladino didn't take it well. She posted this on Twitter, and she had a bunch of pictures of the perverts that are reading to the kids. I am quoted in this article, and I will reiterate, any school in my district participating in drag queen degeneracy risks losing their funding. Adult drag performers have no business, capitals, in our schools, and they will not be in my district, period. Then she stated a little later, quote, NYC is spending taxpayer dollars to bring adult drag queens into elementary schools across the city to perform for small children. This is unacceptable and grotesque and follows a deeply disturbing national pattern. How much is New York spending on drag queens, by the way? Well, the New York Post just reported $207,000 of taxpayer money has been spent on drag queens since 2018. About $50,000 a year. So they're spending they're spending money on these drag queens. There's no question. Now, you would think someone would be sane in New York City. They're not. They're calling for this woman to be removed. Here is co-chairs of the the uh, the board. Crystal Hudson and T- uh, Tiffany Caban of the New York City Council, they said, quote, we urge the council take immediate action by censuring this member and removing her from her committee assignments. This is not an issue of ideological differences, but a question of our collective belief in all New Yorkers' right to an existence free from discrimination. We're going to get to these quotes in a second. Here's Brooklyn Council member Chi Ossie, who identifies as queer, which I don't know what that means. Is he gay? Is he straight? What is it? He tweeted this, um, at DQ, uh, I don't know what that means, teaches youth, or Drag Queen Story Hour, teaches youth about gender diversity and how to accept all our neighbors with love, dignity, and respect. Lessons from that uh, councilwoman can use. There is no room for hate in NYC, especially in the council. CM Palladino must be held accountable for her comments. Then there's council member Linda Lee. She said, I don't make it a habit to comment on the conduct of my colleagues, but rhetoric accusing LGBTQ plus people of pedophilia grooming is unacceptable and should never be uttered by anyone. The LGBTQ community has been uh, been oppressed throughout history due to these comparisons and stigmatizations. By the way, um... 
there is a flag hanging outside the U.S. LGBTQ plus flag hanging outside the Vatican, the U.S. Embassy outside the Vatican. Are they really being impressed, uh, oppressed? You've got teachers that got LGBTQ flags all over. Are they really being oppressed right now? I'd say probably not. You know who's being oppressed? This gal here for saying that this is perversion. And she's right. 100% right. By the way, most parents think she's right. So, I, it's, I, but the other thing I, w- I want to point out, and there, there are more quotes. I'm not going to go into them. You can go to the website and look at it. Um, these people don't pose an argument. It is an ideological argument. It is absolutely an ideological argument like this idiot over here says, well, it's not an ideological... Yes, it is. It's absolutely. It has nothing to do with hate. It has to do with, does this person dressed as a woman in overdone makeup and the whole thing, who performs probably at gay strip clubs, does that should that person be teaching your kids? My answer would be like no. That is an ideological argument. That's a that's a lifestyle I don't want my kid exposed to. My kid wants to deal with that when he's 18 or 21, that's fine, but not now, not at 3. Some of these story hours are being are for 3-year-olds. So, where's the taxpayer money going? Let's read this because this is this is interesting. I, I I was I I already brought it up, but what the heck? It's part of my notes here. Uh, according to New York Post, since 2018, the group previously known as Drag Queen Story Hour NYC, before changing its name earlier this year, has received a total of 207 thousand in taxpayer cash. I would be pissed as a New York taxpayer if I found this out. Pissed. With all the debt and with the high levels of taxes they pay in New York to give that to this piece of crap organization. Continuing, the tally includes $50,000 from the New York State through its Council of the Arts, along with $157,000 from the city's Departments of Education, Cultural Affairs, Youth and Community Development, and even the Department of Transportation. So, someone in... New York has been lying because they said they weren't doing this, and apparently they've been doing it since 2018. And by, by the way, Department of Transportation? Really? What the hell do they need a drag queen for? Anyway, I hope the Democrats keep running on this. I'm sure it will work out for them in November. Okay, go visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Search dumbassestalkingpolitics.com on Rumble to take a look at some of the new videos we posted. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to, guess what? Dumbasses Talking Politics.